The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Psalm 34, verses 7 and 8. So uh, it's very interesting. I, uh, I, I discovered this. Uh, the most famous line in, in this set of uh, in 7 and 8 of the 34th Psalm is, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is he who takes refuge in him. And therefore my mind was not focusing on what comes right before. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. And then I thought of Elisha and the servant when they, uh, when I guess it's Jerusalem is being surrounded by the enemy foe and Elisha's reference to the angel of the Lord, he says, O Lord, he prays, please open the eyes that he might see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I, I, I wish our eyes could be fully opened at different times to what is actually happening in the spirit world. We've kind of got in the, this excluded middle. Uh, Charles Kraft was the one who came up with this idea that the ancient worldview saw uh, an ongoing interaction between God and the spirits, both demons and angels and people, and there was a, a flow in that. And uh, through enlightenment thinking, we removed the demonic, angelic realm and became directed towards God. But uh, there have been so many moments of recognition of angelic in intervention, even in modern time. And uh, I've personally seen demonic intervention as well and people being set free from that. And if we could just see out beyond ourselves a little bit, we would recognize that this world isn't just material. There are spiritual things happening, and God has assigned angels uh, in the spaces that we go that are involved. Now, it always begs the question is, when something bad happens, where was that angel, and uh, what was the process? You have to kind of lean into a deeper story that God is telling, which makes it difficult, but there is this spirit world active around us uh, that's very powerful. So um, you meant, mentioned the enlightened thinking of the 18th century. You didn't say 18th century, but can you just uh, give me any indication of why the thinking changed so radically and became essentially materialistic, uh, materialist? Well, it happened over several centuries. Uh, so uh, nominalism started in the 14th century at the end of uh, the Dark Ages, we would say. Up to that point, people didn't assign meaning themselves. All meaning was assigned from something outside of themselves. And man became the center at that point. Um, and a progression of philosophy that started to naturalize the world and uh, materialize the world, uh, basically taking the spiritual elements out. Mm -hmm. um, led to what we would call uh, a closed universe, uh, kind of the deism that many of the founders of the American uh, uh, Constitution believed in, that God was creator but outside of, and kind of like the 
watchmaker who makes the watch, winds it up and lets it run until it breaks and doesn't really interfere, keep opening the watch. Mm -hmm. um, that was the view they took, that God was not interfering. And so everything became naturalized and spiritual interpretation was taken out. The biblical scholarship of um, the 18th and 19th century, you mentioned recently uh, in Germany, uh, demythologizing the Bible, uh, Jefferson cutting out the miracles because they didn't fit in his worldview. And we slowly then, even in the church, developed theologies that supported that, which is really sad. And uh, what happened then is we started missing some of the spiritual reasons for things happening around us.